You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Masonic Light Podcast. Uh, This is Pete. I'm here with our uh, full cast today. We got Larry, Jason, and Jack, and we're here doing episode 20. So, uh, Jason, how do you feel about episode 20? I can't believe we're on episode 20, that we've made it this far. They say, like, most podcasts die around episode 13. If you get past, like, 13 or 14, I guess you're going to s- stick around for a while. We're here so to stay. should we quit using the word die? Oh, yeah, speaking of that, Larry's on the table <laughs> tomorrow morning. So hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll survive a surgery, or we're going to have to edit the shit out of this episode <laughs> and delete this whole opening. <laughs> Insert the knife-sharpening sound effect right here. That's yeah. So yeah, so Larry, so what what do you what do you have going on tomorrow? What do I have going on tomorrow? You're with your surgery. Oh yeah, they they uh, I'm number one in the batting order, so they will start the surgery at seven thirty in the morning. So all you folks here in Central PA, at, if you're having your eight o'clock coffee, think about me. I'm going to get my coffee at about one o'clock in the afternoon. So I guess we'll get into the week that was. So, Jack, welcome back. We haven't seen you in a uh, while. You've had an exciting couple of weeks since we saw you last. Um, well, I, I, I managed to crawl to Philadelphia for the um, uh, quarterly communication of the Grand Lodge of Philadelphia. So I got to see all of the Grand High Muckety Mucks all uh, in the, what is it, the Corinthian room? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was very cool. Um, How would you rate their floor work on a 1 to 10? Ooh, on a 1 to 10. Ooh, hard. Do they listen to the show? Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, nine. Oh, that's pretty good eight, then. Eight and a half, nine. It was good. There was The problem was there were so many people in a room that they had chairs in front of the first row of seats, which meant that they had like a three-foot wide aisle to get 400 dignitaries down to get to where they sit. So, so they introduce them all? Every bloody one. Yeah, one at a time. All oh, all to the altar, all marshaled up there and throwing signs and doing the thing and um yeah, so it was um it was it was interesting. It was the last box I had to check on my master pillar award. Nice. So, uh, I'll be able to give that to our district deputy and I I'm I'm hoping I can have it presented at the Lodge in the Woods in September. That'd be great. So that would be cool. And then you, uh, we mentioned this on an earlier podcast, but you did conf- you conferred one of the degrees when a, when a handful of us drove into Philly. Yeah, that was cool at the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. And anybody that hasn't either been on the website and taken the virtual tour or been there in person, the Grand Lodge of Philadelphia is a, just a, a magnificent Masonic building. It, it's got to be one of the top, three in the maybe in the world i don't know but um we had the honor of uh, conferring a, a all three degrees on a brother's son who's joining the navy and uh, i got to do the the master mason degree so i got to sit in the big chair in the east i felt like edith am waiting for yeah and if you haven't seen the uh the the throne in the east in the egyptian room no oh, it's awesome it's big and it's high like Jack's feet were dangling at least a foot <laughs> off the floor. Yeah, it's huge. It was fun. It you was, have to jump to get up there. It was very cool. It was like I, I tell people it's like playing Carnegie Hall. It was just awesome. Larry, what have you had anything Masonic going on? No, not a whole lot. I've been purposely staying away from people so I don't get any kind of illnesses or screw myself up like I did the last time. And uh, no, so I've been kind of in a bubble. I think the only thing I did was went to Goose and Gridiron breakfast, but I. Stayed away from lodge meeting. Just kind of been living in a bubble for the past few days. Well, like John Travolta. Yeah, that's a that's an old reference. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. Nice. Whoosh. Uh, Jason's too young to remember that one. <laughs> uh, Jason, you've either done anything masonically? Uh, Goose and Gridiron and Lodge Forty Three, 
we had a second makeup one day class on the on the third, so that was a week ago. That went pretty well. Uh, we had a couple uh, brothers come in that either had some health issues or traveled for work and were unavailable for the 29th class that you guys heard about a ton in past episodes. Uh, so we did that. We did um, three candidates for second, third degree all in a row. Got it done in less than three hours. So that was pretty fun. And then I went to your Lamberton Lodge 476's uh, extra meeting to see our friend Ben get his third degree. Ah, <coughs> uh, sorry, I missed uh, that. PureWaterTechnology.com. Yeah. com. Exactly. No, no. no. PureWaterPA. PureWaterPA.com. <laughs> <laughs> PureWaterPA.com. So I walked into Lamberton. Uh, to visit, and it turned out that uh, there were two degrees that night, but there was only one guide, and there was nobody, you know, the, I'm sure this works similarly in other states, but we always have the guide wait out in the Tyler room until it's his turn to go in, but uh, you had a candidate, your fellow craft candidate, that would have been all by himself, because they only had one guide, so I ended up uh, you made eye contact. I made well, and you know it was nice because we like Ben. We had breakfast with Ben, and I was able to be his uh, friend and guide through cool. the, the third degree. Nice. So nice. yeah, well done. Cool. So it was fun, and then oh, I left. Oh, by the way, Ben said that his boss said this was the best money spent on advertising that he has ever done because they've never did any before or? no they've done it before uh, in radio well we should send so out the bill to the other pure water company then too where else do you get <laughs> yeah, constant yeah, yeah. the one we keep plugging <laughs> by mistake um the only thing i had masonic i guess was my exodus from grotto um oh, yeah, i had grotto. my uh my installation or not my installation um mark Mattern. he is the new potent monarch of Vubar grotto and i am now the has-been past monarch and I got the big shiny hat. Impotent has been. Yeah, like the hat is so out of control. The fez, it's like Richard Simmons would like tell you to tone it, tone it down a little the, bit. The word bling doesn't even. It apply. is like bedazzled beyond bedazzled. <laughs> um, you know, I came home and I was wearing it, and and my wife just looked at me and she's like. <laughs> You are such a nerd. But the giant purple tassel really sets it off. Well, I, it's currently braided. I, oh, no. I was bored. I braided it. <laughs> when, when, when I was up in New England, um, I saw the uh, Supreme uh, Supreme Monarch notice one guy had it done. And it was like, he looked kind of like a little bit perturbed, but okay. You know, it's one guy. Then the rest of the guys from Navigrado also had it done. <laughs> So I think somebody pulled the guys aside and was like, uh, yeah, you're not allowed to like braid your tassel into a, a French braid. woman in the lobby that's braiding the tassel. Oh, if I could put some uh, beads in it, that'd be awesome. Yeah, man. Oh, so I guess we're going to uh, take a break. We're going to come back. And our topic today, Jason, will be? Ask Larry. Larry, what's our topic today? Uh, basically, I think what I had mentioned. I just turned the knobs. Yeah, you turned the knobs. Um, we're going to talk about the influence that Freemasonry has on the overall community. You know, we do things together as brothers. We do things to help brothers. You know, we have the almoners. We have all of these things. But we also do a heck of a lot in our community. And a lot of it uh, we, we don't get credit for because we really don't go out and see credit for it. Uh, and I'll give you a recent example when we come back about some of the things I'm talking about. We have a lot of brothers in different organizations that do some fantastic stuff. And I think that directly, uh, it, it, just, it just makes us as a craft look so superior. So that's what we're going to talk about, the impact of Freemasonry on our community. And making good men better. Yes. Hey there, listeners. This is Pete, and I wanted to tell you about MasonicScarves.com. Masonic Scarves offers full-color, knitted, soccer-style scarves, perfect for you to wear to lodge, out casually, or even to display in your home. I currently have in our lineup pretty much every Masonic body from Blue Lodge, York Rite, Scottish Rite, Grotto, Shrine. If you think about it, I probably have it. Are you a turtle? Well, you bet your sweet ass I have a scarf for that. So you can easily order online with a credit card, and I'll generally have your scarf in the mail the next business day. Do you need an easy fundraiser for your lodge or organization? I can have a custom scarf design delivered to you in about four weeks, as long as you order a minimum of 50 pieces. I can help you with the artwork, and you'll have an original item that you can sell 
or hand out as a gift for visitors or past masters. Visit MasonicScarves.com or drop me an email at info at MasonicScarves and I'll be glad to help you. Okay, welcome back. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into a little one of our own square table discussions here, our rectangular table discussions. Um, so it's an what, oblong square. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. So now we just made it f truly Masonic. <laughs> um, so Larry, yeah. uh, talk to us about our topic today. We're going to talk about Freemasons in the community. Right. And you're a shining example of what I really want to talk about. And I'll give the... Uh, the listeners a little a bit of an idea here. This weekend, this last Saturday, as a matter of fact, you've been hosting and basically managing with the help of other volunteers what we call Santa Stumble. They have a different name for it in Australia, and they all dress up in, anyway. Well, it's kind of like Santa Con in New York, but it's not a complete disaster like Santa Con in New York. Ours is uh, for a charity. It's for the police, so the police are there. So everybody actually somehow behaves. Yeah. And and the idea for the funds, what you're raising the money for, is the city of Lancaster has a horse patrol. When actually, they're out there every day. And they have canine units that are really, really excellent. And you raise money for that uh, part of the city of Lancaster for the K-9 and the horse patrol. Yeah, the, um, the the city did a smart thing years and years ago. They, When they founded the Mounted Patrol, they made sure that zero dollars came out of the city budget for it. And um, it's all by donations. And an example of that was the city of Philadelphia had one that was budgeted. Well, some mayor became mayor during a budget crisis mm -hmm. and was like, well, why are we spending $300,000 a year on horses in 1980 or whatever year it was? Um, so that was just like a, like a line they crossed off and the Mounted Patrol went away. Well, fast forward to 20 years, they wanted to start it back up again. It's not exactly a lot of stables in the city of Philadelphia. Um, so the fact that we're doing it for the volunteer, you know, the city can't just shut it down, and it really is a, a positive thing. It's like for a lot of the inner city kids, um, most of their most of their interactions with law enforcement are a negative thing. Them like coming to the neighborhood, arresting somebody like that. So it really helps give a positive first meeting with the police department for a lot of these city kids that you know maybe wouldn't normally have one. You started this about how many years ago? I think it's the eighth year. Eighth year. And the first year you brought in? Well, the first year was an accident. Um, <laughs> like, I went to one of these things <laughs> once before, and I'm like, Wait, I'll give you money. Wait. Like, this is really fun. So I just like, hey, why don't we do a pub crawl, and we all dress up like Santa or something. We hand out stupid dollar store gifts to people along the way. Well, the... I have a lot of Facebook friends, and the first year when it started, like, 300 people RSVP that they're going to come, I'm like, that's a lot of people to go downtown. So I gave a polite heads up to the cops, like, hey, we're going to be doing this, um, and I charged five bucks a head, so we gave the cops 1500 bucks. Then it's just been multiplying exponentially since then. Last year, you brought in, what, about $18,000? 18000 18, yeah. And this year, it is over thirty. 000. Yeah, about thirty-two thousand dollars. That That's is crazy. unbelievable. Wow. That is phenomenal. Yeah, we had over phenomenal. over two thousand people downtown, packed into every single bar, dressed up like Santa, naughty Mrs. Claus, reindeer, cousin Eddie, Krampus, like any any Christmas related thing you can think of. Um, and for most of the bars, it is their busiest night of the year, like their Whoa. top grossing night. Including oh, sure. two, including a couple <laughs> Irish bars that you would think it'd be St. Patty's Day, but now it's the stupid Stan of Stumble. Stan of Stumble. <laughs> That's awesome. Third, over $30,000. I mean, that is unbelievable. And it ties in with one of the things I, I wanted to talk about. You've been a Mason many, many, many years. You are the epitome. I don't want to use these awful words, but you are the epitome of what a brother is in the community. 
You're uh, phenomenal, Pete. You're, you're, you're phenomenal. You, you, you don't. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. People know you. They know you. And they phenomenal. know about you. And and essentially, you, you are a Freemason, and everybody knows that. And you don't go around doubting that, but they know that. Yeah, yeah. And and to me, could be that the scarf. Says, it's a giveaway. Or, or, the, or, the, or the sleeve of tattoos that are all Masonic. <laughs> or the 10,000 <laughs> emblems on your car. Right. <laughs> and that's one of the things that was talking about what we all do and what other people and other brothers do and how they tie into the, the community. And they're not necessarily doing Masonic things, but they're doing a lot of good things. So we open it up. Another thing we do, talk about the school that we run. Well, that we're part of. I don't say we run it. Well, I guess right. we do help manage it. Yeah. Jason, Just, talk about it. You're on that board, aren't you? I'm not on the board for the school itself. They have a separate board, but I'm on the board for the Lancaster Masonic Center, uh, where <clears throat> the uh, Dyslexia School is a tenant, and the Scottish Rite uh, and the Lancaster Masonic Center and the Blue Lodges, you know, all support that Dyslexia School, and they've serviced something like 200 kids in the course of the last. I think they've been there for what five or six years at this point, mm -hmm. and uh, it's totally free. Totally funded by Masonic activities, uh, and then also some of the folks that are they're charitable in the community that that do like what the you know the fraternity does, um, and those kids don't have to be clinically diagnosed with dyslexia; they just have to show signs, and uh, they actually get um, you know approved there at the school, and uh, yeah, and they help them with all their schoolwork and get them through class and help them with any kind of uh, educational improvement plans or EIPs that might be laid out from the state. They've had some good success stories there, too, from what I understand. Absolutely. They had, uh, was it one young lady or one young man about three years ago that got into law school? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's fantastic. No lulls, no lulls. No Awkward pause. Dead air. Yeah. So now, but like, I just think it's very important. A lot of lodges don't do, other than like your typical pancake breakfast that we joke around about. It's one on Saturday. Or they'll do maybe they'll be in a, a, a sappy parade that nobody really cares about anymore. But, you know, we need to do more things in the public. Um, besides, you know, we do like we were talking about the almoners fund. We're doing a better job of taking care of ourselves. But when as Masons, when we do something nice in the community, we try not to tell anybody about it. I'm, I'm going to throw this out because I had some trouble with this early on in my Masonic career. I was sitting in a Blue Lodge meeting, and one of the local Boy Scout troops asked for some money for a specific project. They had to put a roof on their building. And the lodge went berserk. Oh, we can't give money to the Boy Scouts. Oh, I can't do this. We can't do We'll have every Boy Scout asking us for money. And rah, 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 rah. So... Um, so I had a real problem with that, and there's there's two stories that come out of this. One is the thing we do at High Sports now as a fundraiser in, in um, uh, the end of April. But the other thing was I, it caused me to reflect on the Blue Lodge itself. And in point of fact, the Blue Lodge and our Blue Lodges are not philanthropic organizations. By, by charter, they're not philanthropic. They're organizations that teach its members to be philanthropic, right? And there's a, there's a subtle difference there, but it's very real. And a lot of people come in and like, why aren't we doing more of that kind of, you know, pancake breakfast and stuff? Because that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to enable you um, and, and help you learn how to do those kinds of things. But the Blue Lodge itself isn't. The appendant bodies all are, right? They all have their own thing. But... It took me a while to get my arms around that at Blue Lodge. Well, I think that the Blue Lodges teach us to be philanthropic, but honestly, I think that that philanthropic gene uh, is already there. You know, Mason or not, Pete would most likely be doing these these fundraisers because he's passionate about you know animals and 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 you know you you, you take on rescue animals and he's got to raise bail money. And he's got to raise bail point. money. You were involved. I mean, you were a police officer at one point. But it has cut down on my traffic tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and before masonry, I uh, I've been actively involved in in the the Moya 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 is a brain disease that I happen to have, but I've been active in my Moya Moya community, whether it be fundraising or you know talking to families that have just been recently diagnosed and they have no idea what's about to happen. I think that the things that attract people to Freemasonry are already there. 
You know, like, yes, exactly correct. Yeah, I think if somebody's already philanthropic, they could, they look at the Masons because they look at the big Mason picture. They're they're just lumping the Shriners in with us and the Tall Cedars and all these other groups, and saying, "Well, if I like to help people. Right, that's a whole group that helps people. Right, um, and then they come to Blue Lodge, and they don't see it." And then that's when somebody hands them a petition for shrine or tall cedars or well, whatever. All right. of us have been in situations where we do things for various community organizations, and we don't necessarily ever bring up the fact that we're Freemasons. A lot of people don't know that I am. Uh, I think they probably do now. I mean, I've never seen your degree, so no, I'm not sure if you true. are or not. That's true. <laughs> um, it was sent up to the Grand Lodge by a Pony Express several years ago. The... Um, I don't know, Larry. Larry threw at ten minutes and forty seconds. Larry threw me for a loop. <laughs> well, so Larry, point point in fact, uh, when I was doing the Santa stumble, um, I'm at the registration desk and we're collecting all this money. And um, one of the guys that was helping, um, the guy's name is Colin, and he is a representative from Ace Distributing, and he really helped us out a lot with prizes, getting us um, money from beer companies and some swag to give away. And um, so when we had a quiet moment, he, like, asked me about the Masons. And uh, he says, yeah, I was an Acacia brother in college, which is a mm-hmm. yeah, fraternity that's kind of, like, based out of the, out of, out of the Freemasonry. Um, but, yeah, so I think, you know, in the new year, I'm going to get a petition from this guy because here's somebody that already likes helping people. And I think, you know, when you see other people that are like-minded – you, know, you just kind of want to associate yourself yeah, with them. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and let's face it, we do uh, we do a great job of promoting Freemasonry amongst our brothers, but we don't do a great job of promoting Freemasonry to the community. No, and I think that's the challenge of, you know, do we recruit, you know, or do we, I mean, I, I kind of like to call it silently recruiting. I mean, the more that we're out in the public doing good work in our personal and I agree. I think agendas. That, that's that's, that's and, silently recruiting. I don't like that term. Right. And, and you know, not to toot uh, Pete's horn anymore and make his ego any bigger, but you know, I mean, how many petitions have you you know been a first line signer for? Oh, he, he probably, got about twenty two at the Reverend Horton Heats well, uh, <laughs> gig last night. I mean, I, I've I've probably been the first line signer for over fifty people. Right, and that's from your day to day adventures. Right. Where you've met those people. I used to actually like people. Now I'm, a, I'm pretty much a hermit. <laughs> so the fact that I was out amongst 2,000 people on Friday or Saturday, and then last night Jason and I were at a uh, concert, yeah, I'm going to just hide from people for like a week. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw you double fisting your, uh, your drinks trying to make it your way to the front. Yeah, so uh, Jason and I went to go see uh, the Reverend Horton Heat, Unknown Henson, Nashville Pussy. Oh, well, that mean it's a band. Like, you can't have to beep it. That's her name. Um, and what was the other band? Lucky Tub? Uh, no, something, something. Mo- something, Modern Day Troubadours or something uh, like that. I, I feel bad for those guys. Because um, <laughs> we forgot their name. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it was really, uh, it was a fun night. Because there's a lot of people from, the Rockabilly crowd isn't getting younger. No. There's like no new rockabilly fans. No fresh meat. Yeah, no. you don't look around the room and see a bunch of 21-year-old guys and gals. It's the same, you know, 47-year-old guys like me that don't fit in their social distortion jacket anymore. Um and and the girl dressed like Betty Page that is about 10 pounds too big for that dress. Oh. Um, so it's similar to Freemasonry that the average age is going up. <laughs> Yeah, but the only difference is the uh, you know the uh, the millennial population is not is not uh, growing. The the mosh pit is a lot more tame than than, than when I was a kid because you could throw a hip. Um. It was a if, good show though. If Blue Lodge needed a soundtrack, it would be rockabilly. There we did um, years ago. I did a uh, we had an extra meeting on a Tuesday night or Thursday night, and Hank the Third was playing next door at the Chameleon Club. So I took, I think, five of my officers all in tuxes and tails, and we went over to see Hank Williams III. And, you know, you walk in past the, the entrance, you know, and we get inside, and it's like the record skipped because everybody's just completely— <laughs> I've seen this like, movie. redneck, flannel, like even, like, the, on stage. They're like, 
what the hell are you guys doing here? It doesn't skip. It goes. Zzz. Yeah. Like, uh, well, we just left a wedding, you know, <laughs> like we, we, we abandoned a wedding. So, but I mean, but silly though, like that's the kind of thing that we do, at least in our own lodge to let people know that, Hey, Freemasonry can be fun. And, um, you know, like I don't hide the fact that I'm a Freemason. Yeah. Whereas I think some people, maybe in other countries they do. Well, we're very fortunate in the States that we can, right? There's a lot of places where yeah. you can get jailed or worse. Right. And the, and the older guard, you know, the guys that, that came in, you know, like like Larry 40-some years ago, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but, you know, it was a different time back then. I mean, these, these guys were coming home from World War II where they were being killed. Larry was in uh, Vietnam. That's that's the— that's Well, he was in Key West in Vietnam. But some, he's, that's <laughs> the worst damn thing I've ever heard. The old, I'm an old guard? I didn't mean— I, Oh, that was— Holy— when, uh, I said, when I said I don't mean that disrespectfully. But Larry's, no, in, Larry's I, in the 70s. World War II would be on. like 90s. It, it, just the way you said that just hit me like a ton of bricks. It was harsh. Well, it was harsh. Uh, I'll, I'll edit it out. <laughs> no, 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 unnecessary. Well, I, I demand you don't edit that out. You're <laughs> I think we have four decades in here, don't we? Right now, yeah, Probably. I think we do. Well, you're, you're, if your if your father was a Mason, he wouldn't have talked about it for those kind of reasons. No, he wouldn't have. Right. No, no. And I guess I may have inherited a little bit of that. Uh, I came from a family of Masons. And I used to delight when we all they all visited and talked about it, because I, I I felt I was being privy to secrets which I really wasn't, but it was nice. So I mean, and again, uh, secrets, and then they didn't share a whole heck of a lot. They, as my grandmother used to say, they talk in code. I mean, what the hell's talking in code? My wife calls it mumbling. <laughs> mumbling. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> My wife just rolls her eyes and walks Masonic away. Mumbling. Yeah, the Masonic eye roll. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's she's just convinced it's, like, the nerdiest thing. It's like, where, where do nerds go when they graduate high school and college? They go to the Masons, which I'm, I'm fine with that, you know? Oh, it's definitely Dungeons & Dragons for adults. Yeah, I mean, you don't get, you know. Minus the Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> well, we do know that a predominant amount of uh, podcast listeners are... Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're Larry for... just called y'all nerds. Wow. <laughs> Send your postcards to Larry Maris, uh, room one twelve at Lancaster General Hospital for his rehab. PO Box one, Gap, Pennsylvania. So I got to share this. I've been watching that show uh, Vikings. That's on History yeah, Channel. Yeah, it's very cool. Which is amazing. Yes. And one of the main cities is Uppsala, Sweden, mm -hmm. where we have a lot of listeners. We have a lot of listeners in Uppsala, yes. I know, so Vikings are listening to this. Hey, hats off to Uppsala. We love you. Keep listening. Was that and uh, send us a ticket, and we'll come over, and we'll do a live remote. We will be happy to do Uppsala, that. Uppsala, she was like the, the, the mean woman on The Apprentice, right? No, that, that was uh, no, Amorosa. No, that was Amorosa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does she make rolls for Philly cheesesteaks, yeah. doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. Ooh. yeah. yeah. That's a, those are tasty. I think, yeah. Should we go to break? Let's go to break right. and figure out something else to talk about. The Red Serpent by Larry Maris. One man's obsession to avenge the death of his wife uncovers a long hidden ancient blueprint to perfect the world for future generations. Visit www.larrymaris.com. You can purchase this book anywhere except CVS. Hey, welcome back. So um, if you listened to last episode, uh, you know that we're, we added one new feature last episode. And then this episode we're going to continue along that so that that episode is is you have to say it jason because i don't know how to say it which one uh seth's piece oh corpora obscurum obscure societies yeah so uh seth's going to be doing a report every week on different fraternal organizations that are not necessarily masonic but you know just how they came about and every every episode not every week but okay and then, um, so we're going to do another one of those. And, um, but the one I'm also really excited about is, uh, brother RC is going to be doing his brother on the street, his maiden voyage. So we're, uh, sending RC out into the wilds of Lancaster County. Does that make him the brother, brother, brother on the street? 
I think so. From think another from another mother. So we'll call him BQ. <laughs> yeah. How how does he pronounce masonry? Um, masonry. The masonry. Right. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. They, like yeah. He and Larry Larry Hudson both. Um, I I they can't say Freemasonry. I have no idea. Maybe it's because he's from California. Masonry. But it's, uh, it's kind of like mercenary. Freemasonry. The Mason mercenary. Uh, uh, that's the stuff between the bricks, right? right. Isn't it? <laughs> So maybe he'll hear this episode. He's spreading the cement. So he's going to hear this, and he's going to be like, oh, man, they're already talking about me. So, RC, it's We ma- love you, baby. It's masonry, not masonry. That, that's concrete. You're about to enter Corpora Obscura, the realm of weird fraternal organization. Leave your Freemasonry behind. Prepare to meet druids, caliphs, and wild creatures. Knock thrice and enter at your own risk. Well, holly jolly holidays there, Masonic Light listener. On today's Obscura Corporum, we're going festive and talking about the Benevolent and Protective Order of Reindeer. The Benevolent and Protective Order of Reindeer was started in the early part of the 20th century by some very unhappy members of the Loyal Order of the Moose. These members from New Jersey were appalled that the Moose would not let in African Americans. In response, they created their own version of the Moose that did not have these prejudices. However, the Moose sued the group and forced them to change their name. In a fit of brilliance, or or perhaps defiance, they decided if they couldn't be Moose, they'd be Reindeer instead. The first conference as Reindeer occurred in the spring of 1923, with the first annual convention being held in September of the same year. Conventions have been held in September since that time. It was thought that the first convention took place in Atlantic City, New Jersey, but is now believed to have occurred in Newark. In September of 2011, we were contacted by a past Grand Director of the organization. We spoke at length about the reindeer today. They are still active, meeting mainly in the northeastern United States. The group still uses a ritual that is very similar to the moose and the elks, however it was written specifically for the reindeer. However, there is a discussion about relaxing the required use of ceremonies and some of the constitutional requirements on lodges in an effort to gain membership. Local bodies are divided into lodges for men and chapters for women. Lodges are led by a director, while chapters are led by a most noble queen. The Grand Lodge or chapter is not a state-level body, but rather a national one, covering all of the remaining lodges. The leader of the Grand Lodge is the Grand Director. Upon completion of a term as Grand Director, which lasts one year, the man becomes a past Grand Director-elect. The title of past Grand Director can be conferred as an honorary one as well. Any man who has served as a Grand Director or who has been honored with the title of past Grand Director may become a member of the Grand Director's Forum. This group operates within the organization to advise the current Grand Director. Want to learn more about the reindeer? Check out the Museum of Physiology under the Animal Lodges section to see the regalia and view more historical information. All of this can be found on our museum at fezmuseum.com. All right, well, so we just heard about the uh, Loyal Order of Reindeer. Larry, have you ever heard of these guys? Never. Never, absolutely never. But I did get a kick out about the lawsuit. That was kind of neat. Well. (laughs) You know, a fight between elks moose and reindeer i mean that totally unnatural sounds like they're in a rut yeah oh uh, wow, come on uh, stone him yeah uh. <laughs> no i never heard anything like this but i haven't heard uh, listen to a couple of seth's broadcast already i haven't heard about anything that he's talked about no there's some there's some great ones like i was just at a uh, a lodge in the southern end of town or southern end of the county called the Ancient Order of Croaking Frogs. And it's a little social club. Um, at one point, they had like two or three ponds. A chapter is called a pond. Hmm. But, um, <laughs> you know, all I know is like you could get a, uh, like like any private club in Pennsylvania, you could get a cheeseburger for like $1.75. Uh, you could get a, beer. A, a mixed drinks like $2. All right, so now, Brother R.C. McCorvey. And brother on the street. Drum roll. 
you have his uh, theme music you can play for? Yeah, for I'm going to play the theme music. I just was going to do a little extra drum roll. <laughs> All right, without further ado. Brother on the Street with R.C. McCorvey. Brother on the street, new worshipful master for Lodge 43. How you feeling? Feeling pretty good right now. We asked all the uh, new candidates, and we're going to ask you, what can Blue do for you? And what can you do for Blue? Well, let's see. Uh, Blue Lodge for me has surrounded me with, with people of integrity, um, values. Um, it's filled my time with, 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 with very uh, admirable things. Um, for, for example, uh, if, if, if I need something, I don't expect to have it for free, but I know exactly who to trust. I, I feel my, I surround myself with trustworthy individuals, and that's really, really important to me. As far as going to the lodge and back to the lodge, um, really, it's, it, you get out of it what you put into it. So the more you work for the lodge, the, the stronger you feel as a brotherhood, and that's that's what it's all about. I have a question. Uh, what would you plan? What do you plan on doing to uh, get brothers to come out to uh, the meetings and the extra meetings? Anything fun prepared? Sure. Uh, we, we have we have a lot. We have a, a really nice programs. Uh, a lot of good programs. Um, we also have a, a couple um, family nights that that will that will allow some some guests to come. Um, for example, um, the Masonic Widows program. Uh, we're we're going to be trying to get trying to get some people from uh, Masonic villages, uh, some widows and things like that to get them to come out to do a presentation for them to let them know that they are not forgotten. Um, so we're trying to include families. We're also trying to do um, family picnics uh, down at uh, James Buchanan's house. Um, things like that. So. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a very exciting and fun year, you know, for Worship Master Brother Quinn. Brother Quinn, I'm looking forward to it, Brother Quinn. Thank you for having us. It is absolutely my pleasure. Yeah, so thank you for doing one of our first uh, Brother on the Street interviews. All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. I know you got to get in the room. Yep. So. I appreciate it, guys. Uh -huh. Thanks. And we're back. That was a great job by my brother on the street. Yes. Um, well, I don't know what he talked about because we're going to edit this thing later. <laughs> so I can't really no. give. I'm, it was awesome. So, yeah. How about hit that interview he did with the guy? Like You, sh you should have be there. Yeah. When that happens. Wow. Yeah. So maybe the future will hear these before they get spliced in. We could talk about no, it. No, what we can do is we just tell them we're a week ahead. Right, and then he'll send it a week in advance, right. and then we'll have it, and then and he'll never know. Guess the cat's out of the bag. We God. haven't heard it yet. Don't tell him. <laughs> oh, so but we're sure it's going to be awesome. So what else do we got, Larry? What else do you want to talk about? Uh, Larry, Larry's uh, looking at his uh, cricket phone, <laughs> trying to figure out how to Larry's how to get on the internet. He's still <laughs> trying to play word with friends. I think uh, we're still trying to. Uh, Larry, I'm not going to accept your MySpace friend requests. Okay. <laughs> we're still trying to get with Jack Aquilina to do our Christmas special. Is that right? Right. Yeah. I don't know when we're going to do that. So it's got to be soon. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can release it on Christmas Day or the Monday after. I'm, I'm looking at his Facebook posts, and there's a whole lot of partying going over there right now. Yeah, it looks like he's uh, a lot of it. enjoying and his graduation. They have something graduation. similar to the Santa Stumble that you guys have, and they wear these. The kangaroo hop or something yeah something like that the yeah they're all caper. dressed in red and white and they almost look like business suits but they're red and white and yikes well that sounds it sounds hot yeah they don't, well they don't have snow over there well didn't they just get hit with snow in, in some of the, the mountainous yeah, areas they're coming into spring right now and well it's a freaking continent it's soon so i guess be, they got cold areas it's soon gonna be summer down there yeah yeah nice they're the opposite of what we are right they're uh, masonic north is actually the south yeah how do they do that? Oh, I, yeah. They get clock. What? They walk around the room counterclockwise. Is that to, what to happens? Circumnavigate the uh, approach the west. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. But uh, yeah, Jason. Uh, Jason, after like the my eighth drink last night, asked me how much would it cost if well, well the first year like I guess it'd be cheaper to get Jack to come over here. We need to get Jack over here, right? Because. 
all three or four of us would want to go, and we can't send four people. So uh, it'd be cheaper to get pay for Jack's ticket to come here. Well, isn't there MasonicCon coming up in April? Yeah, uh, up in Attleboro, Massachusetts, we're doing a MasonicCon at what about Ezekiel AMD Bates Week? Lodge. Uh, that's in January, AMD February? Week? Fe- February. February, I think. Hey, 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 hey. Can't we all participate in this? I, w- I would love to come to AMD Week, but I can't. Oh, again with this. No, I'm just saying that if we're going to bring Jack here, we should do something completely participatory. Oh, yeah. I need my, part- my Your participation part- ribbons. Yes, you thank need, you. Yeah, you need an award. We get it. Okay. Yeah. I, I will say that Carol and I are talking about maybe making a trip over there. Uh, it was probably on my bucket list, the last place I ever really wanted to go, only because it takes 160 hours to get there by plane. Which is a slight exaggeration, but it's a long flight. That's a lot and, of opportunity. Uh, a couple yeah, of long flights. We've been flights. talking about, you know, it, it might be an interesting place to visit. That's a lot of opportunities to get hurt. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they got, oh, they got great white sharks and <laughs> poisonous spiders and no, all kinds of, of weird that. stuff. Yeah, the thing that's been making the uh, the rounds here in the United States is that viral video of the guy punching the kangaroo in the face. Yeah, yeah. The kangaroo was, uh, and his dog were getting into a scrap. And uh, he just went up and cold cocked the kangaroo. I think that actually was Jack. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to mess with a kangaroo. They're, they're some bad sons of bitches. <laughs> big feet. Yeah. The kangaroo was much taller than the guy in the video. So oh, it, yeah, def- it was. So yeah. it definitely was Jack. But that kangaroo looked stunned when he got hit in a snap. Uh, yeah. I, the picture I saw looked like he had like microcephaly. He had the, the kangaroo had this little teeny head. They uh, don't have Zika there. What? No Zika? No. <laughs> oh. I, I do think we should we should start a Masonic Light GoFundMe to get Jack Aquilina here. I think that's a good well, idea. Well, we're gonna try and like like uh, scam money out of our listeners. Let's at least do something more fun. Let's. Well, it's not a scam. <laughs> Just we can <laughs> something we can start thinking about. There you, there you go. go. I'm in. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could we could fly around the country to um, obscure lodges. <laughs> we could. Let's find like the smallest lodges in the United States. Ooh. All right, here we put a challenge out That's there, listeners. Challenge. If you're really interested and you think it would be a good idea to bring Jack Aquilina from Victoria, Australia, over here to the United States, and he's been here many times. By well, he the went way. to college here. Yeah, he went to college here. Uh, if you think it would be good, let's go ahead and start. Let's do a challenge. Let's see. Send us some uh, money. Yeah, send us money. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, what's our what's our address? Make make the check out to cash. <laughs> How about just email us? Find us on Facebook and shoot us a message. Yeah. Venmo. Great. <laughs> Venmo. The kids are all about Venmo now. You got to send money. What are we going to do when he gets here, though? Oh, chicken pot pie, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I can't believe that you can't send. Well, I guess I can't believe you can't send that contraband over there. We can't like pop by. You can't. You can't can't send up frozen. You can't can't flash freeze it. We got to make him stay at your house with like your zoo of kids. No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Jack would be more than welcome to stay at my place. See, there you go. In the suburbs, he'll be very excited. Yeah, the suburbs. Beautiful downtown. Put him on a cot in the backyard. I mean, Langston Masonic Center is fully functional. You could you could stay there. True. Uh, Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I have taken a power nap on that couch. How about the Marriott? That would be nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe a nice hotel. Yeah, how about a hotel? <laughs> yeah. What? There's oh. like an Airbnb we can find for under cha-ching, 50 bucks. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Well, there you go, Jack. We're, we're bringing you over. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with uh, news, if we have any, and uh, Larry's ramblings. Hey, Masonic Light listeners. Thanks for tuning into the show and listening, but we want to hear from you. Do you have a great Masonic story to tell? Or would you like to be a guest? Or would you like to just call in and let us know where you're listening from or what lodge you belong to? We'd be happy to play it on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, find us at www.masoniclight.com or on Facebook at Masonic Podcasts and Twitter at Masonic Light. Please give us a call at 315-596-2766 or... 31559Mason. And we're back. Oh. So what do we have coming up? Well, we have um hopefully the Christmas show yeah. with, with Jack Aquilina, if we can ever get that scheduled. Yep. Um well, like I said, let's just let's just assume it's gonna be released on Christmas. We're either gonna have um a recording of Larry from his ho- hospital bed. 
um, or we're gonna uh, interview Carol. If, uh, if if it doesn't go well, we'll interview Carol. Um, <laughs> Widows and orphans. <laughs> and we might. So Carol, we're gonna need you to step in. <laughs> I'm gonna we'll give you a week. <laughs> She writes half his material anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't Speaking know. Speaking of having a woman guest, we will, and I'm trying to get it lined up for our Christmas show, but our foreign correspondent, Ima Blather, is going to make a guest appearance on our show. She's still in uh, Tibet. Uh, she's doing a big research project for all of the lodges in England, Masonic lodges, and she's writing a book. And she's going to give us a call from Tibet and talk to us. Nice lady. She's English. She's British. Now, I think it's worth mentioning that this holiday show, the only way that we... <laughs> just, just, just gloss totally over Larry. Just gone. Like, yeah, like, I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. But <laughs> Cut that out later. I think it's worth, <laughs> worth mentioning that it's looking like we are going to we're going to we're going to stream it live when we record it. Okay, so, so like all five of our listeners can listen. Right. At once. So all five of us can because the finished product will be edited. Uh, but if somebody wants to see the real, you know, cluster the raw feed, yeah, the, the cluster that is Masonic Light Podcast. Uh, well, we should all, we light. should all wear a hat. Oh, of course, you can wear your uh, tall cedars pyramid. I'm not wearing my tall cedars pyramid. I'm gonna wear my grotto hat. My face. Any kind of a hat would do. Any yeah. kind of hat, yeah. Think I'll be able to drink? Oh, do whatever you want. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna be in a hospital bed, so I guess I. I can drink and take whatever. Yeah, well, you're taking opium all night long. What do you want? <laughs> well, you'll probably you'll probably be on some sort of blood thinner type deal, right? You probably shouldn't. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'm gonna guess you probably shouldn't. But I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't bother us any. Okay. The um, I got some great scotch. But you did, Larry. So you did ask about um, talking about a, a, a female on the show, Mrs. the Monarch, or Mrs. the Past Monarch. Um, she offered, like, if there's ever a show where I'm away and you guys are here recording, she would volunteer to come in and uh, be a guest, and you can get uh, the wife of a Mason's uh, perspective. I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. How, really do, how do you know. record an eye roll? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said his wife, not mine. All of them. Yeah. So That's, that's universal. <laughs> you know, she grew up Mennonite. She knew nothing about Freemasonry before uh, she dated me. She still really knows nothing, but uh, after meeting you guys, she's uh, completely fine with me going out because she knows absolutely n no women are ever going to talk to me when I'm out with you guys. I'm pretty safe. <laughs> um, Jack is uh, taking a panoramic picture of oh, us in my tiny little That's going studio. on the MLP Facebook page right oh, there, buddy, because people should see the squalor we record in. <laughs> Very pro in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're gonna beg idea. for money, you that's should show him. Well, if Larry could ever get us that, <laughs> if Larry could ever get us that table, because he, you know, he just doesn't want to go to Walmart and spend forty bucks. He's trying to get a church no, to donate. No, no, I've gotten to the point where in January I'm gonna go buy one to hell with waiting for people to. So then we're gonna donate one. They just don't do it. So. Right. So then we're gonna move down into the um, the basement of the Gap Lighthouse. That's right. Um, uh, and it's a historic place. Yes. So, um, you know, there was a listener who posted something very nice about us on Facebook, and it unfortunately is escaping me. I'm trying to find out who it was, but there was a brother who mentioned uh, if you don't have, uh, you know, if you don't have anything to do or you have a long drive to work, uh, there's plenty of uh, good Masonic podcasts out there, and he gave us. He, he mentioned all the good ones, and as an afterthought, he mentioned us. And oh, by the way, yeah, if you're in the hospital, <laughs> yeah, if, no, you, it, if you if you run out of all other options, I guess you can hear these guys. We definitely no, it wasn't an afterthought. He uh, he specifically he tagged uh, us. Yeah, he yeah, tagged yeah. us, and he called us out as as. And being, you thanked him for doing it. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but I have a uh, short-term memory loss. So right. I, so because we're horrible, horrible people, whoever you are, brother, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> We'll scroll back through the Facebook page. Yeah, I mean, don't feel bad because I walk into rooms and I have no idea why I'm there. Yeah, so. and uh, you know who else is another big proponent of our show? Is it Mike Hambrick? I I, I don't know if I'm saying your name oh, right. Oh, Mike, Mike is a big proponent of all podcasts. Right. Yeah, and he uh, like he, he always lets me know what um, the Masonic Roundtable guys are going to do and reminds me that you know when it's going to be live. Right, and I think that he just recently 
has kind of joined their ranks, similar to how I joined this podcast. I believe he is the uh, he is the intern. I think is what they're referring to him as. But he always has really nice things to say about it. So thank well, you. Well, we'll yeah, now work. that if we can ever get that technology working again, we should call him up. Oh yeah, we got the technology. He could be a guest. We've so. got the power. Yeah, yeah, great idea. Um, so if any of you guys want to be a guest, now we can interview you. Um, either have to have something semi-interesting, or if not, at least have something we can make fun of you about, because that's a good backup. Semi-interesting. Absolutely. Works all the time. All right, Larry, take us out of here. It is time for our special thanks time of the night. You guys call up my ramblings. Uh, special thanks to Monarch Studios for letting us uh, use this fine facility again. Our producer and co-host, Jason Lewis, Jack Harley, our news director, R.C. McCorvey, brother on the street, and Seth Anthony for his insight into fraternities we had no idea existed. To our budget director, Sasha Titus, our audience response advisor, Luke Warm, and our grim... You know, up until <laughs> Sasha grim. Titus, <laughs> up until, like, right at the... Up until Seth... <laughs> It was actually like, oh my god, he sounded like he was a professional announcer. He, oh my god. Sasha Titus. <laughs> yeah. I gotta continue. Time's running oh out. And uh, to our grammar consultant, uh, M. Shirley Wright, and again our foreign news correspondent, Imer Blather, who will be making an appearance on our Christmas show. And uh, again, again, continued recognition to our new law firm, Hammer Hammer and Boom. And I'll leave you with this final Masonic word. Pancakes are the building blocks of the world. This is Larry Maris. Thanks for listening. Jason Lewis. Pete Ruggieri. And what's left of Jack Harley. Goodbye. Hello. Episode 20. What are, what's our topic? What are we talking about today? Larry, you got something. Testing. I'm, I'm dead. My, my, yeah, my headphones oh, shit, are kind of loopy, but whatever. If it sounds good to you, I'm okay. Testing, testing, testing. I think I'm live now. The chicken is in the pot. 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 Get, get, Elvis get, the, guy, the, get the guys in here. <laughs> I'm ready whenever you guys are. There's an alarm. Okay. Uh, I have somebody's phone. No. <laughs> Thank you, Brother McCorvey. Talking about masonry. We should have we should have said a final farewell to Larry Shoulder. <laughs> do you get to keep it? I don't. I don't think you do. The squalor. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs>